Fellas. Yes, yes sir. Welcome to the High Mind Radio Recap. Twenty twenty one, baby. Except we're still talking about twenty twenty, baby. <laughs> we're almost out. We're almost yeah. out, guys. Come we're, on. we're almost done. We're almost done. I mean, not like twenty twenty one has been off to as great of a start. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. So before we move on to uh, the new music twenty twenty one has to offer, we have one more month of twenty twenty we have to talk about, and that would be the month of December. Uh, so yeah, this is our December recap. Uh, we got a lot of new music to talk about, a lot of good music to talk about. Uh, in fact, I would argue, I think I mentioned this in the November recap, but that was like many a week ago at this point that I don't even remember. Yeah. But I think December 4th was like a top three release date of the entire year. Mm, yeah. In terms of new music that came out. We'll get to that uh, pretty quickly, also, actually. To, to preface some of our... Uh explanations and our reactions we are recording this after we did the bonus episodes yes so a lot of what we've already talked about may may be repeating ourselves from those episodes go watch back those episodes to get like our first impressions and then uh you know come back and listen to our like you know after we've after they settled a little bit i guess yeah and honestly maybe even like more detailed impressions because like for that you're really trying to sell it as like you know why it made it where it did oh yeah you know and then this one it's like eh, yeah let's give it a review so to take right? out the elephant in the room there is material we're talking about from december that made our awards episodes of our top songs top EPCs, etc etc yes. we're not yes. we're going to try and avoid mentioning it explicitly um but thanks for listening if you're here uh live or uh Later on, uh, this is available on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Be sure to follow on social media at Hive Mind Radio underscore on Instagram and Twitter. And um, yeah, without any further ado, uh, I guess we can get started talking about some music in December. I don't know if I yes, want to get started with uh, the first single. If there's anything else you guys want to mention before we get into that, because we are, uh, I got nothing. If there's, if there's anything else you want to introduce uh, this episode with, I'm ready to talk about some music. As long as I, Jacob's okay with it. Yep. Yes, sir. We gotta, we gotta escape 2020 somehow. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We're, we're full speed ahead. Rest. Full speed ahead. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, let's get started. We have a streak of banger singles to start off this month with. Starting off with none other than Architects and their new song Black Lungs. Architects finally releasing material that I like. Same. Uh, yeah, this this and animals I feel like are not necessarily their two like most technical or like objectively best songs, but I enjoy this style of Architects with like older Architects influences way more than I enjoy a lot of their older material, mm-hmm. which seems to be held in like very high esteem by a lot of like the metalcore community or whatever. I've just never been able to get into them until now. Like I almost feel like I should go back and re-listen to Holy Hell to be like, am, am I just like was this band always this good? Or, like, I don't know. Because, like, really, Doomsday is the only song off of Holy Hell that I even remember. Um, it's the only what, one in my playlist, vo- at the very least. But Was it a vocalist change? No. no. Nope. It's literally just, just, one album, just one album to the next, and this is, like... I, I feel like th- there's just something in my head that, like... I don't know, it just feels wrong... To be like, I liked one out of ten songs on their previous album, and now they're releasing two just absolutely incredible songs and are potentially in contention for a top ten 
album of 2021 for me. Right, like, yeah. It, I, I, it's ridiculous. It's also is... a confusing thing. It's also a confusing thing, like, because it, it's very weird. You see heavy go to soft. You you normally see, like, um, you normally see, like, uh, post-hardcore go into heavy. Really? I think I see it the other well, way. Well, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> a lot I, I of know, I know have gone soft recently. Like, yeah, I normally say I go uh, post-hardcore to heavy, more so than heavy go to post-hardcore. Well, it's I guess a lot of it is that they've technically, I guess, gone softer, but they've done it in a way that feels like they're switching from one genre of metal to the other. Like, this feels less like metalcore and more like metalcore meets industrial metal, as opposed to something like a wage war which toned down their metalcore aspects to see more like a mainstream rock band, like a serious mm -hmm. octane band, same sort of thing in some aspects of like fit for a King, right? Cause a lot of that material was more in the vein of like a, a parkway drive sort of metal metal, as opposed to this, which feels like it's more blending styles of metal than transitioning from one to the other, which I feel like is what makes it so successful. Because like they haven't really abandoned a lot of what made the band special. They've kind of just readapted it and turned it into, frankly, an incredible song. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. I, I have been going back good. to this all month. It's a fantastic song. The chorus is so big. Like it took me mm -hmm. once it took me a few listens to like fully understand the lyrics of like what the chorus is actually saying but now like i'm just singing along to this chorus every time i listen to it right exactly it, it's just so big do we think it's better than animals no 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 huh. i think it is <laughs> I, I i think I, well, I was gonna say go ahead go ahead well it's hard to say I, they're very close is what i would say but i think this is a a slightly better song. I want to say they're very close. Like, both of them are amazing songs, but then I realized that Animals is probably a top 20 song of 2020 for me. And then... Ask, the uh, ask me on another day. I might, I might say differently. It, it'll probably vary, but they're really close. They're both Animals very good for different ways, I think. Yeah, Animals feels very, like, repeatable to me. I don't know. I, I think that this song might almost be too wordy. Like, especially before the breakdown. Like, I enjoy the build-up, but... I feel like it would have been better served with something a little less, uh, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess bulky in terms of like substance or whatever. Like I, nine times out of 10, I prefer something like a bleh to where were you when they clipped or the gods clipped the wings of the Phoenix or whatever it is I, before I the know, breakdown. I, I like, like that actually. Yeah, I know. No, I dig it. It's just, I think that animals in a sense is it's not like more accessible or anything. But I feel like it's an easier listen than this song yeah. is. Mm. But I mean, that's saying that in comparing to both great songs. So there's only, you know, so it's apples to oranges, but also apples to apples. I, I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, the song's great. I, I don't have too much else to add to it. Like, it's just a fantastic song. And I am really questioning, like, if I actually should have been enjoying this band more, but I feel like it's just like this change in style they're going for is really just clicking with me. Yeah, yeah, you and me both. Let's move we on. Got another, yeah. I was going to say, we got another great song up next on the docket. Uh, Fake Rich featuring Elijah Witt, the newest single from Rivals. So I don't feel a thing. I'm trying to fake rich. I'm trying to spend your money. 
Um, this is my favorite song of December. I'm just gonna leave that out there. Okay. Damn. It's a little close, but I fucking love Rivals, dude. And this song is everything and more of what I wanted. I they tend to post like pretty long teaser clips on Twitter, and I went back to the teaser clip, which was the breakdown of this song, like probably at least five or six times the day the day before it was coming out. And then it came out and it took a completely different turn from what I expected. Because when the clip that you tease is the breakdown and the feature, and it's heavy as fuck, it's the heaviest thing that they've ever done. And then the rest of the song is like very slow. There's like almost a lack of instruments for a lot of the verses. And it was Mm -hmm. a very big contrast that I wasn't expecting. But the more I listened to it, the more I was not able to put it down. Once again, another huge chorus. Um, And... Overall, I'm just in love with this song. And I think the saddest thing is, like, this is my favorite song of December, and I don't even know if I can say this is a top three rival song for me. Because that's just how much I love Damned Souls, but that's a point for another day, so. They've really, like, evolved their sound a lot. Like, it's been really interesting to see how they've, I guess not evolved, expanded upon the sound that they already had going. Because beforehand, they felt like they were a very good rock band. And now it feels like they're really starting to combine those previous rock influences with things like, I guess almost in a sense, Paris in some aspects, but heavier influences. And they're combining it all into something that's creating this very distinct rival sound. But especially on this works, I think uh, Kaylee Wolf has a bit of an edge to her in these most recent singles, and especially this that she didn't have before. And I think that's part of what makes it so good. Um, how are we feeling about this Elijah Witt feature of Kane Hill? I think it's What is the general consensus on it? I think it's great. Pretty good for me. I don't know. I don't, I don't, (laughs) I'm not really that high (laughs) on this song. (laughs) That's, that's my thing. Like the thing that actually draws, I am normally a big advocate of features and songs. because I feel like they can only add more to a song namely i guess topically right or kaylee wolf on a punishment by outline and color like that sends that song over the top this the elijah witt feature almost feels like it doesn't really fit it's definitely very unexpected yeah a cane hill rivals cry if you had told me like if you got like venn diagrams right and put cane hill on one side and rivals on the other i feel like those do not overlap in any sense (laughs) And sometimes that sort of collaboration works really well, like the unexpected. Like, absolutely, I'm all for it. This, to me, I guess I'm not super high on anything that, like, Kane Hill has done recently. Like, I liked their softer side. Uh, I believe it's on Kill the Sun. This kind of harder version of Elijah Witt and Kane Hill in general doesn't really do much for me. And so I feel like it almost, not that it was... It dragged the song down because the feature itself is bad. It dragged it down because I didn't necessarily click with it as much because I feel like it didn't fit the overall vibe of the song, if that makes sense. Yeah, I totally agree with that. That's what I was kind of referencing when, like, I listened to the breakdown because that was the teaser they posted on Twitter. And Mm -hmm. then I listened to it the first time, and it's a completely different vibe from what I was expecting. When I heard that breakdown, they they had been teasing for a while that, like, they were going to have a song with a breakdown on this upcoming album and it was going to mm-hmm. be like the heaviest thing they've ever done and i was kind of expecting the rest of the song to kind of like kick up to that notch almost and then it right. completely went mellow for the rest of the song mm-hmm. um i still think i still think the breakdown is great i i'm a big oh, yeah. fan of it but um 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know too much more to say. I think I've, uh, I think overall I've said everything I wanted to here. And once again, I'm very high on this song, very high on Rivals in general. And, uh, needless to say, it's one of my most anticipated albums of 2021. So. <laughs> There's so many albums coming out this, this year. And, in 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 my head, you kind of paused after you said hi, so it was just like, yeah, uh, I'm very high, and I was like, okay, Jake, I see you, like, let's go, bringing the vibes to the Hide My Radio podcast, the high sharing. It's, oh my! <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. would, that would that would be an interesting spinoff episode, now wouldn't it? You no, know, factual. There, there's the bonus content we need. Oh no! Something that's not super vibey is this new uh, single from Hollow Front entitled "Wearing Thin." Holofront not stopping after uh, releasing, I believe, their second album, or no, it was their debut album, they had an EP beforehand, uh, Loose Threads, early on in 2020, which was some metalcore-ass metalcore that I really enjoyed. Um, they've put out a new single, what, like a couple months afterwards here, and then uh, they posted that in the next month, uh, so I guess February, they're going to be recording their second album already. So much, much like Outline and Color that we talked about before, this is a band who is is putting out a lot of material and not stopping. And their monthly listener numbers have, I think, doubled since the year started. Damn. So they're, uh, I guess, since they released the last album, we're in 2021 now. But we've also uh, that's uh, I also have recently signed to UNFD with this song. If I'm ooh, not mistaken, good pickup on UNFD's part. Yeah, they absolutely needed to be signed. Um. How are we feeling about this? This is my first exposure to Hollow Front. Uh, I'd never listened to that album uh, last year. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought the song was all right. There's definitely moments to it that I enjoyed. Um, I love the queen vocals that this band has. Uh, the harsher, unclean vocals, um, I haven't fully cooked with them yet. Uh, but overall, like this is a solid band, and they deserve all the attention that they're getting at this point. I was going to say... Yeah. Uh, this is more memorable than most of that album to me. Like I, I, I don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the album, but like, I think this is better than most of the album. I'd say. I guess to me, the thing that's most memorable about this band, especially on Loose Threads, was the instrumentation. Like there mm -hmm. are a lot of moments on that album that stood out for me, not vocally, but again, like instrumentally. Um, this is at least from what I'm remembering from that previous album, more cleans than the band has really implemented before. It's been a lot of majority uncleans for a lot of their material, or at least the previous album. And I don't really remember much about this single. Like, I, I feel like I've heard this song 80 million times on my Discover Weekly. You know, like, I... I yeah, I was, that's what I'm was feeling a, about this one. It was a good song, but nothing stood out to make me want to say, oh, you know, this moment in this song, I want to go back and listen to it. Like, I've, like, for instance, what we just talked about, that Elijah Witt feature, even though I wasn't high on it, it's one of those things that I remember as mm -hmm. that moment being something that stands out in the song. This one, what stands out for me is, oh, Hollow Front's doing more clean vocals now, but there's I no individual like point in the song. Yeah. 
yeah, no, I, I agree. There were a lot of uh, strong moments on Loose Threads, but I, listening to it, I remember liking it a lot more than some of the material on that album. Yeah, I don't know. I think this is a good direction, um, and I'm interested to see where this goes, especially with their next album, uh, because I feel like I don't think that this is a standalone single. I think that this is sort of, hey, we signed UNFD, here's a new single to show you where our sound is going, considering that they have yet to finish writing or tracking the next album. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if that next album follows this sort of style or if they switch it up completely. And if they switch it up, I'm wondering why did we release this in the first place? You know, like it, this has to be a statement of what the sound's going to be moving forward or else I don't know why we release it. Unless this is a standalone single just to like experiment. Could be, could be check the response on it and then, yeah. yeah. But well, I'm pretty um, sure the song has been doing pretty well for them based on. Yeah. They're at like half a mil on so, Spotify or something yeah. like that. It's like, I'd be surprised if they don't continue in this direction. I don't know much more to add. So how are we feeling about this single from Captives called Glassheart? Captives, man. They signed um they signed a sharp tone. And uh that's a really good pick. It's so good. All these bands deserving to be picked up that are getting picked up left and right by record labels, like after they put out defining material, like I guess for them it would be Ghosts Like You in twenty nineteen, yeah. that EP, and then the new singles, like there's so much talent out there that needs I mean Spirit Box got signed last year. Yeah. Right? Like so much talent getting picked up that deserves to. It's really nice to see. Captives are like I feel like captives are so much bigger than they actually are. And they're already like huge, I feel like. like this is their seventh song. They're already at like almost two hundred thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. I'm pretty sure they broke it at some point. It's three thousand. Yeah, they're at three hundred thousand. Th Jesus okay. Well then, uh, I haven't hell, checked yeah. their page. <laughs> This band, I feel like, is, like, they came out of nowhere and rose to the top so goddamn fast. Mm -hmm. It's just incredible. Mm -hmm. And they deserve it. Like, holy shit. This song is incredible, this, yeah. It's really good. And it's, it's a testament for how their album that they're still working on for this year is going to be. And, man, it sounds really good. Yeah, if I get, like, another nine or ten songs that sounds like this, like... There's no way it's not making my top 10 at the end of the year. Like, it's ridiculous. There's so many good albums that are going to be coming out this year. Already. Hey, but we're talking about last year. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. Just the first so, single for this upcoming album that doesn't have right, a date. So yet. this song in particular, yeah. um, they're the chorus. The chorus Once again, is really good. a huge fucking chorus. I think that's just a theme that I'm going to be reiterating a lot throughout <laughs> this episode. There are so many big choruses that are they're like anthemic choruses that deserve to be played in a loudspeaker at a stadium they're just like they just get me pumped up and this is another one of them matt's vocals are just incredible it, it does not stop it doesn't no it's really good i'm there you know oh go ahead go ahead well i was about to ask what you think well i was gonna say that there are a lot of of bands out there where they put out a lot of good material 
and I'm waiting for that great song to put him over the edge. And usually when that happens, that great song is one that ends up in my playlist. I play it a lot. It helps me expand more into like how I feel about this band. Captives is a band for me where every song is great rather than good. So they're already at that like higher tier, but I'm waiting for a fantastic song to make the rest of this band's material click for me. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I'm listening to this and the rest of their material, and I'm saying, holy shit, they sound better than, like, 90% of the other bands that <laughs> that I'm going to listen to in this same sort of vein. But none of it ever ends up being something that I see myself actively revisiting a lot, and I don't know where the disconnect is, because I think that this is one of the bands that I've enjoyed most, yet listened to the least. I feel, yeah, like so actually, I feel like that's me as well. I, it's like, I don't put it in my place. I don't know why. <laughs> but Yeah, no, I, I, I listen start to finish and I'm like, man, this is so good. You know I'm going to add it right now. <laughs> but I, I revisit it and I'm like, it, it doesn't lose any of its like uh, splendor, I guess would be the way to put it. But it doesn't grow on me. And I don't know why, because it's got great big, like you mentioned, big choruses, catchy melodies, like Everything is here. I love this music. Why is it not clicking with me despite loving it? Like it, it's an anomaly to me. <laughs> and I feel like that's the weirdest endorsement of captives that I could probably give. <laughs> like this is really good. You need to go listen to it even though it's not clicking with me. I really want to see them do slow. Like like yeah. a like a, day like a ballad. Seek- like a ballad. Yeah, like or? a day seeker like starving to be empty ballad. Mm. I really want to see that and just Matt definitely has the challenge to get that done. Oh, yeah. easily, easily. I'm, I'm I'm not shocked he won't do that. I, I'm waiting for it. I think the last thing I want to mention on this song here, unless you guys have anything else to add, is in the final chorus where they change up the pacing of the chorus to sync to the drum beat. God, it just sounds so nice. I, they also changed up some of the lyrics. I'm pretty sure. Maybe and like the last chorus entirely, I, but can't I just know that right they like they changed up the pacing just a bit to make it sync with the drum beat and make it just hit that much harder on a chorus that was already massive. Yeah, just incredible stuff from Captives. Incredible stuff. I got nothing else to add. So let's uh, move on then. Uh, as everything unfolds, are back with their new song called "Stranger in the Mirror." I don't know. I don't think you guys are as high on them as I am, but I am very, very quickly becoming a big fan of this band. Yeah, as, as everything unfolds, are just a ridiculous amount of talent bundled up into one group. And this is the third single for this upcoming album, and they are all so good to the point where, like, it's almost like the issue I had with Slaves, where I just cannot rank them because they are all just equally amazing. <laughs> Yeah, there's not on the same level as Swain, so let me just get that clear. <laughs> there's this interesting trend recently of not that they weren't there before, but these great female vocalists like popping up on my radar that are able to do both cleans and uncleans and execute it perfectly. Like there's this band, Spirit Box, Conquer Divide, Lauren Babbitt, like those sort of artists where I'm like, where have they been? Yeah. Like I feel like they're so underappreciated mm-hmm. that you know, we see people talking about 
different vocalists like all the time where it's like oh yeah like so-and-so vocalist from this generic ass metalcore band sounds really good and then you've got these female vocalists who aren't being talked about who are doing it just as good if not better right Mm -hmm. like this is really good yeah like really really good like you ask me any day of the week and i'll say this is my favorite song or then i'll say uh take me there from november is my favorite song they've released in this cycle like Every single song they have put out is just amazing for this album. Um, and we're going to be talking about them next month. They have released a new song in January already. I'm not going to say anything on it yet. But as everything unfolds, are just incredible. Um, they have a way of blending her queen vocals into her harsher vocals so well. Just the, the way they're able to transition between the two styles is just like incredible. I, yeah. I just, it's so smooth. It's so queen the way that she's able to just move between the two styles. And it works so well every time. Yeah. Even if this is probably the softest song so far. um, With only like half a verse being the harsher vocals. Still, it's it just works. It's great. Right. Yeah, mad props to everybody. I mean, we've we've spoke a lot of good about the... uh instrumental or not the instrumental <laughs> damn that that ruins where i was going with that we spoke a lot of good about the vocals but like the, the instrumentals too yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> instrumentals too are great yeah everything here is just so good there's just a lot of talent that feels relatively underappreciated like i don't see anybody talking about these guys and they need yeah. to i really hope this band gets a big signal boost when their album comes out in march because they deserve it Based on yeah, like absolutely. based on the uh, trajectory they're on after hiding from myself, take me there, and now stranger in the mirror, this band is on an upward trajectory, and they're gonna keep going upward as far as I'm aware. So, I'm very excited to see what they have in the future. Stranger in the mirror, great song. Let's move on. Derek, you want to take this one? Oh yes, sir. We got a new single out from Spirit Box entitled Constance. Derek, I think you like this one. Yeah, maybe just a little bit, man. I, I don't know. It was, it, was just, it was okay, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, this was a song that not only was incredible, but opened up the rest of Spirit Box to me because I've been hearing people start to talk about this band uh, earlier in the year. And I listened to their music and I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's good, but I'm not going to revisit it. And, like, this song dropped. I went back and listened to their old material, and it's like, holy shit, is Spirit Box, like, a top ten band of all time? Like, <laughs> I've, I've become obsessed with this band, and I'm frankly obsessed with this song. Um, the way that uh, Courtney LaPlante, uh, the lead vocalist, or I guess the only vocalist for that matter, um, explores, explores? explores more of a, a softer side on this where she's normally incorporating both cleans and uncleans into songs. Um, it's, it's mystical. It's magical. It kind of like transports you away to another world where you can feel the music mm-hmm. and like the instrumentation does a great job in aiding that too, where it helps her voice, which naturally flows along anyway. It sort of helps it along. Um, and especially like, giving off 
or I guess demonstrating a lot of what the vibe of the song is supposed to be, it takes you on that journey as well when it goes heavier at the end where there's a breakdown that helps illustrate sort of like the mental dissonance and the falling apart that's supposed to be conveyed by the song. Mm -hmm. And then the breakdown slows down even more. And it's like, holy shit, do I want to like cry or crowd kill my dog? Like what's going on right now? Like, Here we go again. <laughs> exactly. No, dude, I, I don't think that there's enough good to say about this song and especially combined with the music video, like the song. Yeah. yeah. In and of itself, like conveys enough emotion as it is combine it with the music video. And it's this whole experience. This is just like, it leaves you sitting there like, damn, like I, I remember the first time I watched it, I cried because I just, I, I wasn't prepared for it. I'd heard people saying good about it. I didn't know what to expect. And, and my God, I was like, it's 2 AM. Like, why am I in my feels after a breakdown that just slowed down twice? Like, <laughs> that's just so, how it should be. I've got a problem with the mix. Yeah. I, it feels like her voice is drowned out by the instruments most of the time. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that on pretty much every song of theirs that's been released so far besides um, Holy Roller. Yeah. Where, like, Holy Roller, her voice comes in very clear. The rest of it, it's more – the mix is more focused on the instrumentation. Um, something that I found helped with that, I guess spending more time with the, most of their material and then also to like listening to the, or looking at the lyrics, because once you understand more, like you've got the lyrics down pat, then her voice almost seems to come in clearer because you've got a better idea of what she's saying. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I, I think that having signed to rise, I'm wondering if they'll have more access like to different producers or whatever now, because before they were unsigned and then rise signed them last year, um, which is when that remix of Holy Roller dropped. So I'm almost wondering if they might go with a different producer or throw more money at that producer to then make the mixes a little bit better. I mean, even then maybe it's personal preference. I don't know, but no, I definitely see where you're coming from and I agree. Yeah, this song's great. Um, the one comparison I want to make um is to jenny by nothing more um mm. very similar message from both of them very emotional very personal songs um and both um i think i don't know <laughs> i had a point and i lost it um i think i want to compare it to jenny by nothing more for that emotional element uh, but then there's also another song from Nothing More called Fade In, Fade Out, which also very heavily, um, Constance very heavily reminded me of that song. Um, Nothing More in general probably are my favorite band at doing like emotional rock, kind of. Um, mm. In the vein of like a Jenny or a Fade In, Fade Out, as I had mentioned. And I think um, that's probably why I have enjoyed this song as much as I have. Not to the same level as a Jenny or a Fade In, Fade Out. Um, but this song is still fantastic. Um, the one specific thing I want to note about this one is in the verses, there is a guitar tone that kind of lays deep in the mix um, under her vocals that just adds so much atmosphere to the entire song. If... Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I said, the instrumentation is a lot for it. It's like the drums switching up on that second verse is something that I, I very much appreciated in the same vein of uh, 
Roses by Awaken I Am. You know, I feel like that's something that a lot of times the drums kind of go underappreciated, like they're there just to kind of help the rhythm go along. And in this case, it's something that comes to the forefront and adds a lot to the song. Yeah, I don't have too much more to add. Uh, I, I guess you, you could have say, any final words, Derek? Well, I was going to say that uh, maybe the drums in this case add to the uh, atmosphere uh, of the song. <laughs> mm. Speaking of... Uh, <laughs> Normandy have a new song out, uh, their third single off their upcoming album, uh, and the song is entitled Atmosphere. Wow. Yeah. Cool transition. Thanks. I didn't listen to this song. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes, but on purpose. On purpose. Okay, yeah, well, I I was told that this was supposed to be in the vein of The Bell, which was yeah. my second favorite song off of White Flag. And I have decided that I am not going to listen to this song, uh, the new single Babylon that dropped, or anything else that they drop up to the album, because uh, I wasn't a huge fan of uh, Holy Water or Jericho. Mm-hmm. And... Normandy is a band that I very much enjoy, and I don't want to spoil anything for the album or change my expectations going into it. I just want to experience the album in as much of its newness as I can, uh, just in case something else like Jericho or Holy Water comes out. I don't want my expectations to be any more muddled. If these, if Atmosphere and Babylon are good, I want to be blown away on my first listen to the album rather than have these on repeat and have more of the album spoiled for me. So, so in saying that, um, Atmosphere is definitely like The Bell in many ways. Uh, In my opinion, it's better than The Bell, but I am sure you're going to disagree with that one. uh, We'll find out. It 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 depends, um, especially in the context of the album, we might disagree. I only listened to this song like twice, and then yeah, this is uh, just, definitely probably the weakest single so far. I would say um, at least repeatable. One yeah, for me at the very least, it's. I definitely think it's a strange choice to have released this one as a single, similar to the way that they released the bell as a single, if I'm not mistaken. Where I feel like this is one of those songs where it's like a one-off on the album that you want to experience in the context of the album. And Did they? I don't know if it makes sense as a single. Did they have any like slow songs like the bell in uh Ingus? In Ingus, yeah. I don't I think so. Don't no, I don't think so. I don't I think remember. so. Yeah, because if that's the ca- if that's the case, we might just be getting a hybrid of like the two albums, which is fine as, as long as it's not like a full Ingus where it's just you know rock heavy after rock heavy. I, I feel like you know a, a good variety of sounds. And just hearing Phillips vocals in general doing, you know, different, uh, you know, different genres in general mm-hmm. just sounds great. As underwhelmed by I am with this song, Phillips vocals are as good as ever. Oh, and yeah. I, and that is not going Can to change. Not, that is not going change to change that. at all. Um, yeah, I don't think there's too much to say about this one, in all honesty. Um, it's definitely um, going to be more of a song that is the, you need the album. So we'll get to that when it releases in February. It's also going to be a probably a good breakaway because this is... I, I haven't looked at the track list because I kind of want to, you know, hold off on that to see, like, what the opener and closer is going to be. Mm-hmm. 
but um this seems like a like a like an interlude track not not to be an interlude track for just instrumentals but more of kind of the calm before the storm i guess so in saying that let's move on i guess um I'm going to preface this with we have an, a Rising Empire triple threat coming up. Oh, um, we sure do. Let's get started with Armourage and their song Remedy. So we talked about their album. We did not. Uh, did we not? No, because the, their album was a February release. Oh, that's right. We we started in March. So this is our first time Oof. that we have ever talked about this band. Yeah. Um. So they they released an album in February last year, and it had a Telly Smith feature, which, which was, was probably great. like one of the best songs yep. on the, uh, that that top album. two song, top two song on that album. Yeah, top two songs, and probably one of the most memorable. The rest mm -hmm. of the album was kind of forgettable. This is like better than two thirds of the album. I would say so, yeah, and I, I'm even underwhelmed by this song a little bit, and I would still say it's better than two-thirds of that album. My big problem with this band is that every song by them sounds almost exactly the same. I agree. And yep. it's very hard to distinguish one song from the other. Um, the only, like, as I said, um, that Telly feature on the album is one of the most memorable songs on that album. Not just because of the Telly feature. I think, like, even if you take out the Telly feature on Falling, it was going to be one of the best songs on that album regardless. But this band sounds very similar in a lot of their material. And I think that's their fatal flaw, almost. Because you listen to this song in a vacuum, and it's great. You listen to any song by them in a vacuum, and it's pretty good at the very least. But it's very hard to make... It's At least for me, their material doesn't stand out very much, and I think that's the biggest thing holding them back. Yeah, yeah, everything everything's good, but they need to experiment a little bit more, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. I, I my biggest gripe with this song was the unclean vocals. Where yeah. it almost felt like the vocalist was straining a little bit at times. Like it wasn't like they were poorly executed per se. It's just that sort of delivery is something that I'm I'm really convinced by. You think he's wrecking his voice? Yeah, I think so. I <laughs> think he's tired. He's, he's pulling in all the psychs. Yeah, he's. I. It almost sounds like it's a little bit out of his range to try and do like uncleans that high. Um, it'll be. I guess. I. I don't want to be mean about it because it's not like I think that they're bad. I just think that that sort of way that he's delivering it isn't something that's super resonating with me. Um, what did resonate with me about this song were the subtle strings in the background towards the end. Mm -hmm. Like the violin, I thought that was a neat touch. When that kicked in, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, yeah, it, they're no, not super. Go they're not super pronounced. <laughs> now he's got to go out <laughs> into his top, top yeah. singles. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not like super pronounced. It's just at the end, it gives it a little bit of depth. Um, where I, I thought I didn't really pick up on it for a while, and then once I heard it, I was like. I gotta go back and listen to that part again. And then when I did, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. That's the type of okay. stuff they need to sprinkle throughout the rest of their songs. Right, exactly. I don't know. I also, felt, I also felt like, um, like the instrumentals are really good. Yeah, I think that's um, something they're always gonna be pretty good at. Yeah, yeah. But there's also, there's also like a structure that most of their songs have that yeah. is recognizable. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like if they change that structure up a little bit more, then. Uh, their music will stand out a bit more. 
Yeah. Uh, anything else? Nope. Nothing comes to mind. Landmarks are lost in a wave. That's their new song they released. I've been thinking way too much. I've been searching for replies to bury myself. Holy that, was a, shit. that was a weird transition that I just did. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a little scuffed. <laughs> try again, try again. <laughs> Uh, no. Something uh, that's way better than that transition is this fucking song. Oh yeah. my good This is God. a big step up from whatever they released the other month. Rainfall. Rainfall. Yeah. That was the one with the weird gong noise, right? <laughs> yeah. The, the freaking wannabes. Yeah. This song <laughs> bitch slaps Rainfall into... <laughs> rain, for all intents and purposes, Rainfall doesn't exist. This is it. This is Landmarks. My God, this is good. Yeah. Oh my goodness! It's I mean it's even it's destroying rainfall in terms of streams, like it's this already is the, the title track, right? It is. I don't know. I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking. I'm not sure. No, I, I have no, clue. no idea. I'm not too into this band. But... Now I gotta look it up. Yeah. So rainfall that dropped in what was that October, September, yeah, October I think of it was last October, year? Yeah. October. It dropped like so I think the first or second week of December, mm-hmm. and it's already got. 30,000 more streams than Rainfall does. And this is at half a million streams in a month. Yeah, we're, um, we're, all, we're all still on week one releases for December, by the way. This is all December 4th yeah. that we've talked about so far. That's crazy. That's sort of growth man. That's something I was yeah, saying with uh, Justin before you guys joined the call earlier, that December 4th was like one of the strongest release days of the entire year. Yeah. What's, what's mm-hmm. the title of the album, Jacob? Lost, Lost in, the waves. in the Waves, with an S. Oh! <laughs> Man, this... this I, the delivery in the chorus reminded me of the uh, Sean's Cleans from Make Them Suffer. Um, and then a little bit, too, of the, oh. the chorus of Bleed For You by Alpha Wolf. Like, there are parts in the chorus where it's sort of like that gruff sing-scream... That's sort of like Architects, but it's got a bit more of an edge to it. It was really interesting. I heard it, and I'm like, what does this remind me of? And I sat there and listened to the chorus just over and over again until it popped into my head. It took me, like, ten minutes. Um, If that wasn't good enough, this breakdown? (laughs) Brutal. It's fucking mental. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I I was like I was I was cooling with the song. I was like you know this is really that hit, and I made the disgusted face. <laughs> like it was like the oh, like oh my goodness! What am I listening to? This is awesome. I think I would prefer the breakdown without the low vocals in it personally, just to experience the instrumentation of it. And the man, I'm the exact opposite. It, but... I think it adds to the brutality and makes it all. Oh, it definitely better. adds to the brutality. Yeah. I just don't know if I like. Well, yeah, that's true. I'm not a huge that's fan. True. I'm not a huge right. fan of the lows that go that low. You know. Um, yeah. Uh, sick breakdown. Yeah. Just a minor grievance, really. Yeah, the song. The song. It's, it's something sick. I can get over for how good the rest of the song is. Right. Man. This have we this next band here, uh, one morning left. Have we discussed them before? No, this is uh, a new discovery for me. So we've got a new single out from One Morning Left, uh, entitled Neon Highway.
uh, the final triple threat of the Arising Empire triple threat, as I had mentioned. Yeah, this is interesting. It is. It's really interesting. Um, it's kind of got elements of like a, a My Diligent Future sound, where it's like electronic influenced metal. Uh, but it's really this is a really fun song. I really enjoyed it. Um, I listened to it at first because I was like, okay, it's got an interesting thumbnail on the music video. Let me give this a shot. And then I was like, yeah, that's a solid song. And I didn't plan on going back to it, but I kept going back to it. And I'm like, yeah, this is just a really solid song. It sounds like an anime opening. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It it kind of has elements of it. It almost gives me like power metal vibes in terms of structure at times. I guess, but, like, if you took some of the rhythm and or lead guitars and replaced them with electronics, mm-hmm. like, it almost feels like instead of adding to them, they substitute for them, and somehow it works. Yeah. Like, this is a sound that I have, like, never really heard before, but I really dig it. Yeah. I, well, I was just about to say, like, my feeling on this song is that I'm not sure if I like it, but I dig it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like... I have yet to form an opinion on whether or not I actually enjoy what I'm listening to. <laughs> yeah. I don't or, like it. But it's it's certainly something like this sort of vibe is something it. I can definitely get behind. Yeah, they do have an album coming out uh, at some point in 2021, so we'll see about that. Yeah, very um, interested to see where this goes. Yeah, I think interesting is just a good word to describe this band and this song in general. Uh, I haven't gone back to any of their other material yet, but... It's definitely a very interesting style. Um, I was particularly a fan of the uh, electronic beat in the chorus. It's just like, it's just like really fun and upbeat. Um, and then the kind of breakdown uh, in the breakdown section of the song. I don't think it's anything too special, but it's solid. Um, overall, I, I actually really enjoy the Queen vocalist of this band. I think he has a really solid voice. Um, fits well. It's a nice contrast to the harsher vocals that show up from time to time. Yeah, absolutely. Overall, I'm interested to see where this band goes in the future. Um, but I don't have too much more to comment on other than what I've already said. Yeah. So, that takes us to a band called Attack Attack! Exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, anytime, uh... I, anytime I hear the, the name of their artist, I, can, I keep thinking of uh, Attack of the Show from G4. Oh, I thought you were going to say you think of crabs. No! <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what doesn't really remind me of crabs, unfortunately, is this, <laughs> is this new song entitled All My Life. Yeah, somebody... I never really was into Attack Attack before. I listened to whatever the Crab Core song is, like, once or twice. Stick Stickler. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I never got into this band. I listened to that song, like, once or twice, wasn't a fan of it. They released this song, I listened to it ten minutes before we started recording this episode. <laughs> I don't have much to say on it, but it's alright, I guess. I think it's a washed down Falling in Reverse song. Yeah, this somebody on Twitter said that if it wasn't labeled as an attack attack song, then everyone would like it. Um, but the problem is that if you're coming back, the the kings of Crabcore reunite after what like eight nine years, and then they release this, 
which sounds like somebody wrote this song and then like somebody three rooms down was thinking about Crabcore and some of those vibes like floated over into the song and like very vaguely gave it this like second verse almost drum Crabcore breakdown thing kinda like <laughs> I don't know I think this is a good song and I think it's honestly probably the Attack Attack song I enjoy the most because I've never really been into Attack Attack. But this isn't Crabcore. And if you're going to release music under the name of Crabcore Legends, then I feel like you should put out something that really strongly resembles or is Crabcore. And this just isn't mm. that. I don't know. It's got the same like good production in terms of like introducing electronic elements that Attack Attack did, but it doesn't feel like Attack Attack. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I would like it more if it just wasn't under the name attack. Yeah, exactly. I probably yeah, would too, to be honest. Yo, g- give me defend, defend, and release <laughs> this. Like, I'm, I'm down for that. I don't know if there's too much more to say. No, really? no. I, I, I'm interested to see where they go from here. Maybe if they look at some of the reception and say, okay, like, let's take a step back, reevaluate what we're doing. But, you know... I, I don't know. I wish that they would have asked maybe Caleb Shomo or Johnny Frank to come back to their band rather than just getting a new vocalist. Because Johnny they, Frank, Johnny I Frank think, didn't even turn it down. I don't think. I don't think they offered. I think they should just do a feature with one of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, thick, thickly too. <laughs> Y'all want to? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like uh, Justin. I want you to take this one. What? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you say so. Uh, Run by Wolves. Oh no. All oh, caps. All caps. Oh no. Full caps. Uh, this is 2020 in a nutshell. This is the yeah, exactly. 2020 song. I this have a bunch of lyrics song. written down because I think that's the best way to describe what this song is. It's like literally the the breakdown. Um, you know, after the second chorus into the breakdown is literally describing what the fuck happened in 2020. You and... want me to read out the lyrics? I got them right in front of me. Go for it. First came the fires. Then we lined up for World War Three. Listen to the liars and their special brand of idiocy. Then came the virus. Well, hasn't that just been a treat? Don't forget the riots, because oppression's still yet to be beat. And that's the breakdown. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed. That's also the summary of 2020 in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I, Jake, Justin, you two are the bigger Written by Wolves fans out of us four. So how are you feeling about this song in general? Not my favorite. It's better yeah, than yep. any second. But I would also say it is weaker than a lot of material off of Secrets from last, uh, from 2019. This, um, if this was on Secrets, this would be on the lowest yeah, part of probably, the album for me. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because all, all, pretty much all of Secrets, barring like um, two songs, Forever and Always and Lucky Stars, maybe. Um, I still spend that album, and it's been two years, and that album's great. It's amazing. Um, this song, I pretty much really just play it for the, the, uh, the breakdown, honestly, 
the course is kind of forgettable. Um, basically telling about 2020 being a car crash. Um, and what's funny is that uh, New Zealand on air funded this song or funded the band to oh. put out this song. Interesting. I didn't know that. That's pretty neat. Yeah, they they uh, advertised it when before they uh, released it. Was that they were they got funding from uh, New Zealand to um, make this song about how fucked up 2020 was? <laughs> I thought that just was great, but uh, yeah, no, this is one of the lower end songs. Even though you know the vocalist can do much better, mm-hmm. and I I feel like so much better from Secrets was. You know, some of their best work, uh, hell, even like their prologue EP, I think had better songs than any second and maybe oh no. Um I really hope if they are putting out like an EP or an album in twenty twenty one, that it's something more akin to secrets than whatever they're trying to go for for with these two songs. I know we are downplaying this song, but I still think it's a solid song. Like by no means is I, it just terrible, I think it, but Yeah, no, it's not bad. Um, it's just not what I'm yeah. looking for in this band. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, but what on any second, what I, um, any second, like the chorus was very muted, and I feel like yeah. it's not nearly as bad in this song, but I still almost feel that way. Um, mm-hmm. that like some of the vocals are a little more muted, um, in this song than they probably should be. Um, but overall, like written by Olds are one of my favorite bands, so I'm still gonna be spinning this quite a bit. Um, even if it's one of their more underwhelming songs. I'm probably going to be spending this until the next single comes out, really. I, I haven't touched any seconds since Oh No came out. Yeah, same here, pretty much. Um, well, I was underwhelmed by Oh No. I think there's one song that came out that I was not underwhelmed by. Siamese. <laughs> My boys are back! Their new song is called Can't Force the Love. And oh, that's so good. Ooh. I was not super high on this band when you introduced me to them last year, Justin. Or not even last year. Uh, 2019. I kind of forget what yeah. 2020 was. Yeah, I gotta get used to like, that. It still feels like it's 2020, to be honest. Um, but Siamese, I was never super high on them. I thought Home was alright. It had some decent elements to it. But Can't Force the Love is, like, by far one of the best songs they have ever done. This song is This song is incredible. Uh, the verses are amazing. The chorus, it's fat. It's big. Um, and then the breakdown, it's got the violins and it... It's just... This song has everything. This song yeah, has everything it, and more than what I expected out of this band. It's a it's a good mix of that kind of... Um, that kind of hard rock mixed with pop, which is what this band is kind of known for. They've, they were kind of a lot more poppy in some of their earlier albums and then when superhuman came out they kind of branched more into the the rock kind of um almost post hardcore sound of it all um and then when home came out that happened um but this (laughs) seems much more influenced by their their pop uh elements and it is amazing yeah, this the, is the exactly vocals, what I listen to this band for. Yeah, the dude's vocals are great. Like, the chorus is great, but I, I especially think in the second verse, the second half of the second verse where he kind of changes pitch a little bit works so well. 
Um, and even lyrically, this song is great lyrically. I don't have any of it noted down, but there's some great lyrics that like once they hit me, I'm like, oh damn, okay. Um, yeah, this song is incredible. Derek Jacob, have you guys listened to this yet? I like it. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good, not great. Is how I feel about it. And generally, like a lot of Siamese material in general, I mentioned earlier when we were talking about Captives, again, that there's a lot of bands that put out music that I don't dislike any of their material. I'm just waiting for something that I love. Mm-hmm. And I really liked this, but it wasn't that one that, that I loved that I could see myself saying, okay, I'm officially a fan of this I band. Think, I think this is that one song for me. I think this one's done it for me. I liked, there was one song off of Superhuman, I think called Not Coming Home which yep. I gave quite a bit of time to, but otherwise, eh. This song, this song has kind of done a 180 to what I had previously thought of them. And I'm very excited to see what they got coming. I feel like they've really upped their, how they do instruments. Because yeah. I, I don't remember anything off of Superhuman off the top of my head. They really incorporated violins. Yeah, I don't think As, yeah, he- as heavily as something this. like this. The strings on this are amazing. They're really good. That's all I got. Jake, I think this next one yep. is a band that it. you've kind of brought to our attention. I got this one, fellas. Uh, Scarlet Riot are back with a new song called Gravity. Um, we talked about them back on our very first episode, if I'm not mistaken, the March recap. Uh, they released a song way early in 2020 called Human, which I wasn't super high on, uh, but it had probably one of the best breakdowns that the band has ever done, uh, and kept me going back to that song. Gravity, I think, is a decent continuation from what Human was. Um, I think it's overall the better song, um, but still nothing amazing. Um, my favorite songs in them are still off of their previous album, Regenerate. Uh, but overall, I think this song is pretty solid. This band has always shined the most instrumentally, and I think this song is a great demonstration of that. The opening to this song hits hard right away, and it just takes you in for a ride. And I feel like her vocals, while they were something that I used to be a big fan of, uh, having discovered more bands, uh, they've kind of fallen down my list a little bit. I'm not as high on the vocals as I was in the past. But um, overall, I'm st- I'm still a pretty big fan of this song. I think it's solid. Yeah, that's that's about where I'm at in the sense that I think it's a solid song. I don't think it's like a, a great song or anything. Um, this is how I kind of wish Icon for Hire sounded. Mm. Like this this sort of vibe rather than some of the, the new stuff that they released. I know they put out that single, what, like two months ago or something like that. They put out another single in December. We aren't going to be talking about it, but yeah. Yeah. This is the sort of style of just rock, especially female fronted that, that, that I'm looking for. Um, I wasn't necessarily overwhelmed by this song, but it was definitely uh, one that I was pleasantly surprised by Mm -hmm. because again, my only exposure to this band um, is through us talking about them on here uh, after you brought them to our attention. So thank you for that. But I discovered them back in 2017, right after they released regenerate, they went quiet for two years. I was a little sad about it. Um, I still, as I mentioned, I think their best material is on that album. If you go to songs like break or warrior, um, I think those are their two best songs personally, but I don't want to get on too much of a tangent. Gravity's a solid song. I'm excited to see where they go in the future. I think they have an album slated for this year. I don't think it has a date yet, but 
We'll see where that goes. Let's move on to uh, Tillian. He's got a new song called Dose. Man, it's 2020, and we got a new Tides of Man song. <laughs> By God. Like, I've never listened to Tides of Man. Oh, man, this is exactly what it sounds like. It's that mm -hmm. same sort of, like, dreamy post-hardcore vibe, um, but with a decade later's production on it. By God, this has grown on me a lot. I wasn't, I wasn't sure what to think of it when it came out because it was so dissimilar like every all of his previous solo material has been sort of more like in the vein of a, a a pop maybe like a pop post hardcore vibe for some of the songs um especially on songs like made of plastic from his last album this is just full more in the vein of actual post hardcore especially the type that was done like i said with tides of men uh, back when he was in the band and apparently a lot, like the entire album sounds like this, like this sort of style, Ooh. which is sort of like a darker tone than the previous ones. And I'm really excited for it because I love this. Yeah, this is probably yeah. one of my three favorite songs by Tillian. Um, and just for some context, even though I don't know if it's needed, Tillian is the lead vocalist of Dance Gavin Dance. This is his solo yes. project. Um, this had like, this was more rock than I expected it to be. Um, I wasn't whatever the skeptic that was the 2018 mm -hmm. album. I wasn't yep. huge on that other than like cocky and then, um, whatever perfect enemy. Is that the other one? Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoyed a lot of that album, but a lot of that album was a lot more trending towards like pop radio ready material. And this is a complete diversion away from it, but I love it. I was not expecting this out of a Tillian song in the slightest. Something that's really interesting to me is that. This is a return to form for, like, Tides of Man, right? His first solo album dropped in 2013, three years after the last Tides of Man album he recorded. And that album, the, his 2013 solo material one, was very, like, electronically influenced pop with a lot of, like, post-production effects. Which I would have guessed that as he brings more of a pop edge to dance Gavin dance and their music steadily becomes more accessible. His solo stuff in turn isn't becoming poppier. It's returning to more of a post hardcore vibe. It feels like the <laughs> two are sort of inverse. Like they've done it backwards. Like as dance Gavin dance gets They're poppier, become the same thing, right? Exactly. There's going to be that crossover. The lines are going to cross and it's going to be the most beautiful moment in music history. But... I, don't, I don't think it's any secret that I'm not the biggest fan of John Mess in Dance Gavin Dance. And he's a big reason why I haven't been able to get into them as much as I mm. wish I was able to. Yeah. So I will gladly take a Tillian solo project trending in this direction because this is exactly what I want to be hearing. Yeah. Like I said, apparently the whole album sounds like a Tides of Man album, but with some uh, new production values. So I'm very interested to see where this goes. Either way, this is a great teaser for what the rest of the yeah. album sounds like. I'm, I'm very excited. Definitely, yeah. definitely. The Static Wake, uh, another band we have yet to talk about on the show. There's a lot of new bands we have yet to talk about. We're talking about this. Yeah. Uh, smaller band, they've got a new single out called Leech. Yeah. 
their debut EP last year. Um, I don't remember when, but I discovered it uh, back in like August, September, sometime around there. Uh, and I thought it was solid. Like I liked every song off of that six track EP. Has it stuck with me? No, not really. Not at all, actually. <laughs> but it's all good. And I think Weech is kind of in the same vein of it's not bad by any means. I listen to this and it's good. Uh, but I don't know if there's too much that's keeping it memorable to me other than the fact that I'm listening to it as a single instead of in the context of the, uh, an EP. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I think this is the worst song on our playlist today. Oh. <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> Damn, okay. Wow. <laughs> and I think it's the lyrics. Really the lyrics aren't cringy. anything too special, yeah. I think they're, they're really cringy. The breakdown is like Bloodsucker, I think, if I remember correctly. And yeah, there's, so there's a there's a, like a vocal melody i think it's in the second verse of the song that feels kind of off tempo with the instrumentals like it feels like the lines like the vocal lines are being stretched where they shouldn't be i don't know it was it was a little different in a way that didn't necessarily click with me but Something the most memorable part of this song to me uh, were those pinch harmonics in the opening riff of this song. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for those. I love when <laughs> bands do that, man. I <laughs> I heard that and I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be really good. And then I got to the rest of the song and I was like, yeah, it it came and went. Yeah, I listened to I listened to metalcore. I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. It's nothing groundbreaking. Like, yeah. But no, they're a smaller no. band, and they definitely have potential in them, so I wanted to give them the, the light of day here and highlight Yeah, absolutely. Them. I mean, they've only got, like, what, 45, yeah, 4,500 monthly yeah. listeners, so. On the rise. Oh, that EP. I recognize that uh, album art. Okay. Yeah, that wasn't bad. They got potential. I agree with yeah. you. I agree with you. This band's going to go somewhere eventually. It's just this song doesn't feel like sort of a breakthrough for them. They need more time to experiment, find their sound, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on. Yo, speak, speaking of jazz. Yeah, actually. That, that was an let's unintentional uh, transition. Let's talk about this new song from Half-Hearted entitled Be My Religion. Half-Hearted are another is- band that just did not stop in 2020. Yeah. Like, this is a vibe. Yeah. Uh, this not, is my, a not my favorite. Vibe. Uh, it's not as good as Gossip, uh, in my opinion. But this is a good-ass song. Half-hearted are great. Big fan. Shout out to the CT boys. Um, this song, it's lacking that thing that's super memorable to me. Other than that funny line where it's like the only Golden Gate I know is out in California. Um, <laughs> and I think this song is like, try, it's referencing relationships in some sense of like uh be my religion in the sense that like your religion is like something that you hold very close to you uh so you want your other person to like be your religion in right. a sense um and i think that line of like the only golden gate like there's a reference to heaven there somewhere i'm just i don't have the english capacity to tie it together tonight well um, i mean Heaven, heaven is literally called like the Golden Gates or the. Pearly okay, Gates. so fair oh. enough. I didn't. Have oh, yeah, it is literally <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind of a fun line. Uh, wanted to bring that up, but overall, so, yeah, solid song. You thought? I thought. I think it's interesting that you don't think that this is like as strong of a single as the others because this is actually my favorite one since that album this is, dropped. This is my, my second favorite, favorite thing they've released. This is my second. Favorite. Okay. 
I was going to say, this is like, I don't know if, I don't know if anybody here has listened to a marionette before they yeah. dropped a, a album last year, uh, entitled, uh, modern disco, I think two or three. And this kind of gave me the same vibe to that, that it feels like it's sort of this like jazzy disco vibe that I really appreciate them incorporating them because I don't, I feel like this is sort of a new experiment with sound for them. Mm-hmm. Like there's still the normal vibes of, of a, of a half hearted song, yeah. but they've thrown in this new layer that I think works incredibly. If I got an entire album that sounded like this, I'd be fine with it. Oh yeah, I, I, would agree. I, I'd agree for sure. I, I really, I really enjoyed this like a lot. Um, I feel like they yeah. lost their uh, like classic guitar tone that I've come to enjoy from most of their songs uh, in Beat My Religion, but I don't think it takes away from the song at all. It's just like an experimentation, as you had mentioned. Yeah, no, and I, I don't think, not that they are like, I don't want to say it without making it seem like I don't like their guitar work because I actually really do like their guitar work, but it's like, if this is the sort of thing we're trending to, then the guitar won't be missed in the sense that I think that this is a, also a good sound for them, mm-hmm. that they don't need the guitar to be good. It just adds, you know, I, I did. I, I really enjoyed this more than I was really expecting to, I guess. Cause I thought the last couple of singles were like good, but I thought that this was great. I think that like, I felt gossip was great and the rest of all been good. I think this is good. It, it's like, in yeah. between good and great, Gossip is the only great one of these four singles, in my opinion. I don't I'm know what me. more material they have planned at this point. I know the, uh, back in July when this whole uh, set of four singles was planned, they're like, these are the four singles we got coming out for the rest of the year. I don't know what they got planned for 2021 at this point. Uh, maybe an EP. I doubt another album. I'd be surprised if another album, but hey, I wouldn't be complaining about it. But uh, yeah, Half-Hearted, Be My Religion, solid song. Justin, do you have anything you want to mention on this one real quick? No, um... Derek expressed it perfectly when he said vibe. I think that's like literally the best explanation for this band, at least yeah. for like the past the past four singles they put out. Yeah. It's just the vibe. Yeah, you can really pick any right. single and any single of the day and just vibe with it and feel feel like you got something good out of it. I don't think there's a bad single here or that you know one is really better than the other. It's just that they're all good in their own right. Let's get moving on then. Uh, Closure have released two songs. Uh, let's talk about Sync first and foremost. So they released two songs. Um, I have more to say about Roadside Flyers, which we'll get to in a bit. Uh, me personally, I had trouble distinguishing between these two songs, but they're both really solid. Personally. That's exactly how I'm feeling about it. Um, yeah, Derek, go into your thoughts. I'm curious to see what you have to think about this band. This is in the same vein as a Dreamhouse or Future Palace for me, okay. where I'm listening to them and... It's obviously like a, the obvious comparison there is it's a female vocalist, but it's it's a female fronted rock band with elements that remind me of other bands. And I'm listening to it. I'm enjoying it. I really like it, but not enough to revisit it. And I feel like, especially for me, like obviously you were very high on that Future Palace album. Yeah. How I felt about it is that it was a very good album. And it felt like 
they were demonstrating to the listener that, hey, we have more to offer, I guess. That's what this feels like to me. These feel like statements of, hey, here's how good we are now. Keep an eye on us because in the future, it's just going to get better. Yeah. Because I mean, um, like, this band doesn't have a lot of material under their belt and they already sound really good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I won't claim to be super high on it in the sense that I didn't listen to either of these and go, okay, I need to revisit these again and again. Like, these are instant playlist ads, anything like that. But this band has now piqued my interest and they've got themselves on my radar. And for an up and coming band, for your songs to do that for people, I feel like is more important, arguably, than putting out something that knocks everybody's socks off, at least in the start. Yeah. Um, I thought Sync was the more underwhelming one. Uh, I'm going to transition over into Roadside Flowers here. I never cared! Because I was never really there! And you never know! Um, because I thought Roadside Flowers was the significantly better song. Um, I thought it had a really neat song structure and especially the bass line that mm. goes through the verses I thought was great. Um, it reminded me of some song. I forget which one, but um, I don't know. I, I was just a big fan of Roadside Flowers. Uh, you mentioned that this band like kind of reminds you of some other bands. Yeah. Like it, there's pieces of it. I had written down that this is if like Dance Gavin Dance had a female vocalist instead of Tillian. Huh. I don't know. I don't know if I quite follow. Because I, I don't know. <laughs> the, the way that their uh, unclean vocalist sang kind of reminded me of John Mess in a way. Okay. Uh, maybe hmm. that's just me. I don't know. But I think what I need to do then is keep that in. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to go back and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that vibe. I'm going to have that vibe in my head <laughs> as I listen to it and see how, where it goes. Because instrumentally, it also kind of reminded me of Dance Gavin Dance in a way. Um, I don't even know like how to describe the sound, to be honest. But... Math. Yeah, math, math. rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> math rock, math core, swan core. Something like that, yeah. Um, overall, Closure, are, I found them a couple months ago with uh, their song Sweep Sound. They had a couple other, I think, like Laundry Day. Um, this is definitely a band that I'm going to be keeping my eye on. They have piqued my interest. For sure. So, I don't have too much more to add. As I said, like they kind of blended together, uh, and mm-hmm. when on release day, I was like, "These are both really good songs. I'm going to be revisiting them a lot." Uh, and then we had our top ten albums episode, and I had to listen to like five more albums uh, before the end of the year. So yeah. I kind of forgot about these two because they just blended together. Uh, but definitely worth checking out. Uh, Closure is a band; they've got potential in them. Uh... Man. Bands that have potential. potential. Oh boy. McKenna with their new single, Finer Highs. They're three for three. This they have not is so good. This is the best. Absolutely. Second best behind uh, Habitual. I am still a sucker for Habitual, but this song this is great. Is, this, this is the is... only one of the three that stuck with me. Yep, I, I agree. So, I think the, the other two were were good uh, and showed this band had potential. 
this is the first time that they've put out a song. I've listened to it and been, damn, this band is good. Like, this is a good-ass song. I am waiting for that EP announcement to come. It's gotta like be soon. EP. It's gotta be soon. Unless it's so. an album and we've just been teased or something. But McKenna are unbelievably talented. It's ridiculous. It's just actually ridiculous. The dude's vocals, I mean, as I've said before, just incredible. Yeah, they shine especially brightly in this song. I think that I think the chorus yes. is what really, really gets the song over the edge. You know, that it, it finally feels like they're vocalists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it feels like the vocalist finally has not I not broken free of his cage, but he's unrestrained himself. I guess like we're exploring a higher range with more melody. And as he explores that, it gets shown in the song as something that, like, this is the first earworm, I guess would be the, the way to describe it, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the one that's not only stuck with me in terms of wanting to revisit it, but it's kind of been stuck in my head, that sort of thing. That, that's what Habitual did to me. Like, I'm thinking about Habitual right now, and it's in my head right now. I can't lie. Finer Highs hasn't done that to me, but it's still an incredible song. And uh, I'm glad to hear that you guys are as high on it as you are. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, it's awesome to see, like, smaller bands um, grow. Because even when we started talking about them, they were just below 2,000 monthly listeners, I believe. And right now they're at 5,500. So, obviously, we were single-handedly responsible for that, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, right. To to see them (laughs) double and for a band like this to get the appreciation that they deserve um, is great. I'm just, I'm, I'm really happy that that they're able to get that recognition and put out material that's this good. We don't got too many more songs to be talking about. Uh, let's talk about Our Hollow, Our Home, another new band uh, for this podcast. Their new song called Burn in the Flood. Lead single off the upcoming album. Um, we haven't really gotten anything new from them since 20, they were instrumental albums last year. And I believe 2018's, uh, it was in the same vein as, uh, dreaming is sinking, waking is rising. It was like a two part thing. Uh, um, um, in, fuck, I can't remember. <laughs> it's in something, in something, in, in moment in memory. That's yeah. what it is. Um, which I thought was pretty good. Uh, always looking forward to new material from this band. I believe they're based out of Britain. Um, this is some good ass metalcore. This is some metalcore ass metalcore. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm I'm not a fan of like bands being like super aggressive at the beginning of the song and then it immediately dying off. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a pet peeve of mine. But other than that, I love this song. <laughs> well, that's like a lot of their material, to be honest. Like, <laughs> there's is there's it? one song. Yeah, there's one song in general. I'm thinking of off of uh, Heartsick. What is it? Uh, Carmadillo is the name of the song. And it just starts off like really brutal. And then we go into this like slower paced, clean chorus. Like they, they do that a lot. I feel like like there's, there is definitely for better or for worse in our hollow, our home formula to a lot of their mm. songs. But to me, like it works. Like I, I, I thought that all of their previous material is really good. This is really good. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that I don't see a lot of people talking about this band, even though like there are plenty of good British metalcore bands out there. But like, I feel like they deserve to be talked about, maybe not as much, but at least in the same discussion as a band like, I don't know, Bury Tomorrow. Whereas Bury Tomorrow is like much more popular. Like Bury Tomorrow needs to take this band out on a tour is what they need to do. That sounds this like a very is, good match. This band is better than Bury Tomorrow. Oh, okay. So we're going. Um, <laughs> that's going to be a no for me, but I, I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is this is just this is metalcore done right and metalcore done well. And in a world where there are a bunch of metalcore bands out there, you know, there's got to be thousands of them at this point that are putting out material that's sort of subpar, maybe in production or in writing. Like, I feel like every Our Hollow, Our Home song has something to offer. Um, and I don't think that, whether it be instrumentally, lyrically, vocally, whatever, and I don't think that this is any exception to that. I really appreciated uh, this song instrumentally. The guitar mm, work was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, the instrumentals in this band are fantastic. This was my first exposure to them, and I've definitely got my eye out for them now. We got two singles left, fellas. Yeah, uh, let's head on down. To the second to last one shall we led by lanterns and wow it's a song called down but with an excellent I thought it was dawn no it's <laughs> it's down it it's is down. down it is most certainly down is it going down uh i don't know why they did dxwn but uh it's a good song, so like, yeah, I don't know. Led by Lanterns Dirty. are like, they're one of my favorite hidden gems. The dude's vocals have been great forever, and they are so catchy. Instrumentally great, production is great, mixing is great. I I have enjoyed almost everything I have heard from this band since I found them, and while I don't think this is their strongest material, it is more of what i want to be hearing from them and i ain't gonna be complaining because this is fun it's groovy it's catchy just do you think this is better or do you think this is better than fever no i think this is the weakest of the three singles they released this year but by no means is it a bad song weird because i think criminal is their best yes i would agree and i think uh fever is the weakest for me but down is still really good. Yeah. Why my lanterns really need more recognition? I don't know. Like they, they do. really have not like they're still like the relatively same size as when I found them back in late 2019. And I feel which like that's just kind of criminal. Uh, which is weird because they've toured with they've toured with Normandy. Yeah. This band definitely deserves more recognition. I don't know what needs to happen for them to get it, but. This band is doing great things, and Down is just another step in the right direction. Derek, you looked like you were going to say something. Do you have any thoughts on this? I actually did not get to listen to this. Okay. It's on my radar, because this is the previous material we've talked about by them was stuff I really enjoyed. So I mean to get around to it. It was just one of those things like we talked about before, where there's a lot of material, and by the time we were all said and done with the <laughs> yeah, award, yeah. I was just so done with listening to new music. Yep, yep, <laughs> That's fair uh i don't really have too much to add to be honest no i don't either it's it's a good song but i don't feel like there's too much to say about it which is how i felt about a lot of the songs we talked about uh this episode but 
The course um, is pretty. The course is really groovy. I think. I mean, yeah, that's that's something the, they got, got going. Got the, that's something that they have for every song they've put out, pretty much. Oh yeah. So without further ado, let's head off to our last single for the month. Let's on the last the, day of 2020. Lend it, let's end the singles on a sad note with fucking Rory Rodriguez and Seneca Petty. Fucking New Year's Eve by a heart wave and. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah. I know we mentioned back in October that my father said it was like the best song this band has done. Uh, am I going to be like crucified for saying this is better or am I No. Am I allowed to have that opinion? I think this is better. So, I don't agree that it's better, but given that it's my second favorite behind my father said, I won't knock you for it. <laughs> That's fair. I agree. I'll, I'll agree with Derek. As a, as a record, by the way, this is, they have two more singles coming out before Night Therapy 1 is done. So, that, is, they've uh, already got five out, yeah. and Night Therapy is supposed to have seven. This is the love child to Starving to be Empty. Yeah. And it's great. This is so good. This I feel is like, like you can put... Far and away you my could put Rory, song. You could put Rory and Seneca pretty much on anything. And if it's just them, they'll, they'll like do fine. You don't even need to give them fucking instruments. If they just sing, I feel like they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> they work so together great. so well. So, so good. Like Yeah. So we we get one more single after this, right? And then the EP drops more. in February. Two more. Well, it's it's a seven song EP, right? Yeah, and there's five. Right. So I guess technically we get the second single out of the two in February, but at that point the EP's complete. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So then yes, yeah, so we'll get one we'll talk about one next month and then the EP I guess a month after that. But I don't know. On one hand, I appreciate getting new material from this project every month, and then on the other hand, I'm like, well, <laughs> wouldn't couldn't I have? Uh, or I guess I would have liked to have maybe like two or three singles, and then the other four just drop all together as an EP. Yeah, you know, it's the citizen soldier effect, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I um, don't know. Come out of a uh, smaller scale, maybe. Well, I I feel like something like this, where especially you're you're trying out this. Where like every step of the way, it just kind of feels like new territory. Uh -huh. I feel like you kind of, I feel like you kind of have to do it like that, where you release it one by one, just to make, you know, just to make sure it does well. Um, That's fair. Probably, you know, if once Night Therapy Two comes out, because he's already said they're working on that. Um, right. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll probably do it a bit more structural with like a um, couple singles and then the EP release, but. I feel like some with this, you know, kind of test the waters by releasing everything right. one at a time. I also think this song makes sense as a single. You can't just release yeah. New Year's Eve on a day that is not New Year's Eve. You know? No. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this song. Um, it's one of the only ones that I've had on repeat for more than just like a day or two. I keep going back to this song even like a week later at this point. And uh, I'm still just as in love with it as I was when it released. 
It's got everything you could ever want out of a Rory and Seneca collab once again. And that's about all I can say. I don't know if there's anything else to add, fellas, but... No. No, nothing that I can think of. Just overall, another... It's it's what's to be expected from this project. Another good yeah. song, right? <laughs> yeah. So, that gets us done with the singles in maybe the fastest time we've ever done. Good work, team. Yeah. Good work, team. Yeah. We, we can talk about the fat of this month. We got four EPs and three albums to get through. And let's get started with that, with uh, none other than Too Close to Touch and I'm Hard to Love But So Are You, Volume 4. Which this, this came this out certainly of nowhere. Came out, yeah, this just came out of nowhere. Like I thought we were like a year gone from the I'm Hard to Love But So Are You EP trilogy. Uh, turned into a trilogy plus one, I guess. But I will gladly take it because all three of these songs are great. Um, and I have not spent nearly enough time with them as I should have. Yeah. Yeah, The I mean... Hmm, how do I go about this? <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite of the I'm Hard to Love But So Are You... Um, series i guess it would be um i'm interested to see how this develops like they they released three in 2019 gone for a year this comes back 2020 is this a product of the fact that corona hit and they just weren't able to record anything or is this a, we spent the last year recording a new album, here's something else to tide you over mm. until that comes out, you know? Yeah. Because I'm, 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 I'm almost hoping that it's, well, I'm hoping it's the second for two reasons. Uh, one, because I want a new Too Close to Touch album. It's been five years. Where's the new album? Um, two, <laughs> if the songs sound like they do on this ep then you know we're talking about album of the year album of the year is in the conversation because my god every single one of the songs on this ep aren't amazing like i each of them seems to have its own like personality i guess like yeah. too close to touch has always dabbled with like electronic elements um and especially in these last couple of eps but I feel like on um, Complain, it really culminates to something that catchy, melodic, very enjoyable. Um, you've got We Are All Criminals, which is sort of this almost anthemic um, song with incredible lyricism. You know, it's it's not necessarily the same sort of deep emotional lyricism that we uh, got on something uh, like Haven't Been Myself. But it's still profound, I guess, in a way that felt like it had almost been missing a little bit from the past couple EPs. Like, it was something that I'd grown to expect from the band, and then they kind of let up on it a little bit, and then delved back into it in the song. And then Pick Me Up, which, I mean, fellas. The best song. <laughs> what yeah, the a song. Best, best song of probably the, the four What a EPs. song. That, that transition from his lower range 
after the first like verse and chorus into his high range and the second verse and chorus still gets me every time. I mean goosebumps. Where did that so come good. from? I don't know. And then he's he just is he's, he's he's delved or been so far removed, I guess, from his style of harsher vocals that they've changed. They sound less um kinda from the sternum chest area and more kind of almost guttural in the vein of like a John mess, I guess, mm-hmm. which is like, I, I would not have put John mess and Keaton Pierce into the same conversation, but suddenly it's like, I love this. Like not to say I didn't love too close to touch before, but like this style from him, I mean, it was just so unexpected after the last couple of EPs that we gotten to get a song like that. I mean, Oh my goodness. Everything on here just works so well. This band's incredible. With so much variety on this, you gotta wonder what the actual album is gonna sound like. If it's gonna stick with any one of these, or if it's just gonna be a like a cornucopia of just different genres. I would so much prefer, variety. yeah, just, just three songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it, if we're talking about influences from this EP, the other EPs on a new album, I hope that they take. Because this has been all about experimentation, right? Like, before, it was just post-hardcore. This is post-hardcore with so many different, like, twinges and flares that I feel like they should take that experimentation from these EPs, take what worked, and throw them into an overall cohesive sound. Because, like, one of my biggest gripes with, uh, uh, what was it, Nerve Endings, um, their debut album, was that it felt like it was a little bit all over the place. Like it felt like they were trying to find their sound and then they found it on haven't been myself and that haven't been myself at like one cohesive message, one overall front to back cohesive package. And then they need to replicate that, not necessarily that same style, but if they can keep one album that front to back feels like an album rather than a collection of singles, and has the influences from these EPs, I mean, it's going to be incredible. This band has all the potential in the world to put out an amazing album based on what we've heard on this EP and the previous three. And I really hope that they follow through on it because if we get six more I'm Hard to Love, but so are yous, I don't know how much more of it I can take. Like, just give <laughs> me the album already, man. Like, yeah. just, I've got 12 just songs. It, come on. Yeah, put, put all these songs together on one album, for God's sake. Like, I, I don't care. I just need something. I need something. I need, I need like a 10 to 12 track of Too Close to Touch to chew on. New material. Give it to me. I need it. Inject it directly into my bloodstream. I'm ready. <laughs> Yeah, this is, I think, uh, I said that I have been very underwhelmed by EPs in 2020 for the most part, and then December comes around and gives me, like, four of the ten best EPs I heard all year. Uh, That's a little (laughs) bit of a preface into what we're getting into, but uh, this is fantastic. Um, I'm still not, I'm still not huge on We Are All Criminals. But Pick Me Up is still amazing, and Complain has grown on me more and more the more time that I've had with it. And overall, like, too close to touch. I mean, you've basically said anything that could be said about the CP, Derek. That I wonder if I liked it. <laughs> I, I, I wonder yeah. maybe how it, uh, or if it nah. placed on my uh, top uh, EPs of the year. Uh, oh, maybe, you should, maybe, yeah, maybe you should go watch that episode, Derek. I don't know. Yeah, man. exactly. I don't know. Maybe I can go find out. I don't <laughs> want to spoil it for myself, but you know. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't have too much more to add. I think most of what could be said about this EP has already been said, so. It's good shit. It's really this good. This band's incredible. Yep, yep. All the way. We got another good EP to talk about here, don't we? Let's talk about Varsity. Cloud City. My boys, Varsity. I was. That, have you guys been listening to the game, these guys before I showed them? Yes. Uh, yes. I you introduced me not. with uh, <laughs> the Black EP last year. Right, and then that, that's where I got into them. Yeah. Um, there is not one song here I don't like. I was it is all under, really good. I was very underwhelmed by that Black EP. This is taking, like, five steps up from that EP, in my opinion. This is really good there is as you said there's not a bad song on here i am confused as to why wilt made it on here not once but twice especially <laughs> considering it was already on that black ep from 2019 ep oh they pulled it in escape the fate right oh, so <laughs> i i just pretend that it ends at cloud city and in that vein all five songs are incredible uh we actually didn't talk about them uh, when they released Shameless and Massive uh, back in like September, October, November, whenever those other songs released. Because I mean, those those couple of months had so many songs. So I was like, this EP is coming out in December. We'll eventually get to talking about it anyway. And there's so much good to say about this EP. There was a lot of good. I was actually, I, I was following this band a lot on Instagram where they were posting a lot of teasers and stuff. So I got... Uh, snippets of dig and pathos so when i finally got to listen to like the full tracks i was like i misheard yes. that <laughs> what <laughs> nothing uh-huh so you're not gonna explain you're just gonna leave us hanging nope. like that yeah you, you 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 guys can figure it out okay <laughs> i'll leave it up to the viewers <laughs> but uh yeah i i don't know which one's my favorite and that's a good thing. Yeah. I don't know if I have a favorite either. It's just all really good. I think if I had to pick, it would probably be Shameless, just because I was, like, first single status. like, And that one kind of blew me away when I had very low expectations for this band. So, I don't know, but, like... Massive? I mean, as the song says, it's a massive song. It's got a big chorus. Uh, same with Shameless as well. Uh, the go on and bury me into the riff breakdown thing is sick. Um, and then the other singles that came with the CP, Dig, Pathos, and Cloud City. They're they're just as good. They're just as up there. This is probably Dig. one of the most well-rounded EPs I heard all year. I think Dig probably has the best chorus. Dig is the one I've given the least amount of time to, personally. So It has, a, it has like a really good, like, um, like powerful chorus. But like the like a lot of the verses, kind of kind of just fall a little bit. But I, I feel like a lot of these songs just have so much good in them that that it's hard to pick a favorite because of that. When we get an album from this band, that's probably gonna be like, you know, album of the year at some point. Um, okay, I don't know if they're that far, but I mean, I mean, they're 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 getting there. I mean, yeah, they're definitely getting there. As I said, like this is a huge step up from that black EP. Derek, what do you think of this? 
this band to me will always be uh captives light <laughs> yeah I, that is just the association i make in my head like this how i said that with captives all their songs are great i'm waiting for one to be fantastic this is in that vein where all their songs are good i'm waiting for one to be great I feel like this band has all the the elements to me, like with especially like the R and B style vocals, like that from like a band like Issues, right? Is something that I really enjoy. To me, something is missing here, and I can't put my finger on it. And like, I felt that same way when I listened to the the Black EP, and I was hoping that they would maybe subvert those expectations on Cloud City. And what I got were obviously like Wilt and then the Wilt Cloud City version. I think that the Cloud City version is actually not as good as the original. Um, that I got five good songs that listening through them, I was like, yeah, these are really good. I don't ever see myself coming back to this ever again. Um, and I don't know what they could do to fix that for me at this point. Because like I said, I can't put my finger on what I want differently from this band. Like all the elements are there. I don't think that they necessarily still need to find their sound. I think they've definitely found their sound. Um, a lot of people are enjoying this from what I've seen as far as feedback on this. So it's not like they need to refine it any further to expand their audience. Like, I think this is just one of those bands for me that may be stuck eternally in the purgatory of, I will listen to everything that comes out by them, but I don't expect to ever be blown away by anything. Mm. And like, I, again, like, I don't know why that is. And it actively bothers me <laughs> because, <laughs> because I should like this for all intents and purposes. So, I just don't know. I don't know why I don't. I'm kind of different. It's like, I've listened to this only once and I'm like, I'm going to, I, I want to listen to this again. Like it was good. I want to, I want to, I want to love it more. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't feel like I've, I've missed anything in my listen to of this. Cause I, I listened to it twice um, just to give it another chance. And I don't feel like I got any higher or lower on it for my second listen. It was just, yeah, this is good. Um, so again, if I don't feel like I'm missing anything, in terms of like the band's actual sound itself. I don't, I don't know why it would be that <laughs> this doesn't click with me, but you know, it, it is what it is because it's not like I hate it and I don't yeah. regret listening to it either time by any means. Um, again, like I mentioned with captives earlier, a very strange endorsement to, to go <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> one of the, one of the few bands I can say that for whatever reason, it's not for me, but you should still definitely go check them out. I'm glad that I can finally enjoy this band the way that I have wanted to. I'm glad you can uh, finally enjoy this band that, the way I want to. The Black EP really only had one song that stuck with me, and that was Yours for the Taking. And that had such a unique structure and sound that I wanted more of it, but the rest of the EP just didn't deliver. And this EP did what Black couldn't for me. So I'm like, uh, without spoiling too much, when we were doing our awards episodes, like for most improved artists, Varsity was one of those that I had in consideration for the step up that they took from the Black EP into this. Mm. Uh, they were in that conversation of like when I had like a handful of like five artists to pick from, who should it be? Varsity was in that conversation for me. Um, we haven't talked about the title track too much, Cloud City. Um, which of the three uh, non-singles which came out, Cloud City is probably my favorite, the one I've revisited the most. And I think it has a pretty nice little breakdown drop in it that I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, it, it, caught, it almost caught me off guard. Like, I wasn't expecting it, but, like, it's pretty vibey. And I enjoyed it a lot. But that's basically all I want to say on this album. We spent, or EP, 
we've spent quite a bit of time here. I think we've said about as much as there could be said at this point. Yeah. So I guess that means we're moving on to EP number three. We got Hawk and their EP Tolerance is Paradox. Oh, is this a like a it's a, re- it's a side project? Side project, okay. Of uh, Ricky Armelino from Ice Nine Kills, or this is the apo- this or the apocalypse? I don't even remember what the name of that band is. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is yeah, because it, it's good. Um, there is mileage is on here, and there's a Rory Rodriguez. Uh, Mileage is from their 2019. Uh, was it an EP? No, or was it just a single? I thought it was single. just a single. It was just a single? Okay, I thought they were, for some reason, I thought they were really This is their first, EP. like, actual release, I think. Everything else they yeah, this is a, just single. this is their first actual EP. Um, I thought it was good. Uh, Mileage is probably going to be the one that still uh, sticks in my uh, playlist, like it's been since 2019. Um, even I wasn't too like I, I i thought the i thought counter outs with uh rory was all right um you mean didn't stick with me. or is it univ oh it was universes what sorry i was reading the thing uh universes i thought it was good but it's probably not gonna stick in my album for too long i have all six of these songs in my playlist right now and all six of them are really good I remember uh, someone sent me Counter Ops back when it released. It was probably you. We, I think we talked about it. I think I we think talked we about did. it on the show. I don't think we did. I'm pretty sure we did. I don't know. I'm, I'm um, 90% sure Counter, Counter Ops was one in 2019. We talked about no, Alibi. Uh, did we? Okay. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe you're right. But like, Anyways. I, I came into this with, like, not much... Exp- um, with, like, not too many expectations. But um, I went into this with, like, minimal expectations. Um, I remember being sent counter-ops, and I wasn't a huge fan of it. It didn't really click with me. I forget if I gave Mileage a listen as a single or not. But I gave this EP a listen just full time through, and this was, like, one of the best EPs I heard all year. There's not a bad song here. Clever Motherfucker is my favorite song, which is the opening um and just the opening to that like if there's a way to get you hooked into an album like the first the way this uh the way that clever motherfucker opens is such a perfect way to introduce the ep and what you're going to be getting from it that's what that says yeah i thought that was just gibberish nope it's clever motherfucker (laughs) i was reading that the whole time (laughs) (laughs) so wrong so with with counter ops, I was um, I I hated it when it came out. <laughs> I, I, can see I that. when when I listened to it yesterday, I was like, it's not that bad. It's it's actually kind of good. Yeah. Like I remember when I listened to counter ops on first listen, I was like kind of on it, and then I the even just the second time I listened to it, it was like already growing on me. This is definitely an EP that like grows on you the more time you give it, and it grows yeah. fast. Um, I already mentioned Clever Motherfucker a little bit, but King With No Survivors was another one that stuck with me. The chorus to that one, super. I think in general the choruses of 
all of these songs are really great. Um, and unfortunately, in quite possibly a tragedy, the Rory Rodriguez feature is probably the least memorable song on this EP for me. I would agree. <laughs> it's a shame, because it's Rory Rodriguez yeah. of all people, but I think Clever Motherfucker, Mileage, King with No Survivors, um, all three of those have more to offer. Alibi and Counter Ops I haven't given as much time to, but um, Universes is definitely kind of the the odd one out for me. I think um, it, it might be because we put our our, our uh, expectations too true. high because we very saw true. the very the Rory true. Rodriguez yeah. feature. You see so. our Rory Rodriguez feature, feature, and you have the bar set so high <laughs> that it's like even just like a good song will disappoint. It like you just as you said, like the bar is just set way too high with a Rory Rodriguez feature. Um, overall, like once once again, just a fantastic EP. December really gave me so many amazing EPs, like. My top EPs of the year was looking quite dry. Like, if I was to make my top five EPs of the year, without spoiling what my actual top two were in the episode, it would have been, like, the top five would have included Crossfaith and Solent. And that's how weak I thought EPs were this year. Just <laughs> just to leave it out there. But then, like, I think, like, all three of these that we, we have talked about so far... We almost went one episode without talking about them... I'm sorry. Uh, we can move on. I didn't even notice until you said it. I was like, wait. Uh, <laughs> I didn't notice that either. And then my brain clicked for a second. I was like, Like Seriously, like, that's how weak I thought EPs were this year. We're like, I was this even is our New Year's resolution. I was even considering in my top five EPs at one point. But then Hawk, Too Close to Touch, Varsity, all three of those are going way up above Crossfaith and Solent. And it ain't no question. Um, and even the next one we're going to be talking about, which I think is probably, I'm going to be carrying that one more so. Yeah. But um, December really delivered with the EPs, and I'm glad it did. Cause, uh, it I needed, needed to. It. I needed it, yeah. I, I was, There was definitely an EP drought for me through uh, 2020. Even though I listened to way more EPs than I did in 2019, I listened to a lot less quality EPs in 2020. But December turned that all around, and Hawk was definitely a big part of that. So, definitely, band. I'm going to be keeping my eye out on. Uh, I don't know when they're going to be releasing new material next, because this is a side project. But I'm definitely excited to see what they have coming in the future. So, let's move on then. Uh, Des Rocks is back with an EP. This is our life. And uh, do, I, I'm just going to get out of the way. Do either of you two have anything to say on it? I listened to this like I, once and haven't gone back to it. I, 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 yeah, I didn't really enjoy it that much in my opinion. Not okay, really so, my kind of music. Yeah, I, didn't have, I didn't have a lot of time to go back to it. Yeah, this is more of the uh, alternative rock and roll that I'm more a fan of. Um, and I must say, of this is Des Rocks. Uh, this is his 30P. And I must say, this is probably my favorite of them. Uh, this is our life and nothing personal. I think are the standouts, which were the two singles we had talked about previously. Uh, but then you get POS, which is uh, P a reference of a uh, piece of shit, uh, which it says in the lyrics in the chorus. Um, it's a it's like a two minute song. It goes by super fast, but it's super fun, super energetic, very upbeat. Um, definitely my favorite of the three non singles. Um, 
pieces and suicide romantics definitely quiet down a bit and i'm not a huge fan of either of them personally i think they're both solid but nothing super special and that's kind of the theme that i have with desrocks where every ep is released i like three of the five songs and the three that i like are all really goddamn good but the other two are just really underwhelming um and i think if we're talking about the two out of five that i don't like from the three pieces put out suicide romantics and pieces are probably the two best of the underwhelming ones that i've heard uh in my opinion um he's definitely got a good thing going with the rock and roll style he's got going and i think the best thing about this ep is that it doesn't have the two songs we talked about earlier this year in wayne and i know which are two just standalone singles that are not part of any ep but they are by far the two worst songs he has ever put out. So the fact that they are not on this EP was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> I thought we were going to see a five-track EP with This Is Our Life and Nothing Personal, and then Wayne and I Know, and then there was only going to be one new track. But then we get three new tracks, and Wayne and I Know aren't on here. And uh, because of that, this is probably in my top ten EPs of the year, up there with Hawk and Varsity and Too Close to Touch. So, yeah, I, I pleasantly enjoyed this Uh um, Desrox is, uh, definitely an artist that I've been keeping my eye out since I discovered him, since I saw him live with Grandson, and, uh, I'm excited to see where I go, because I'm pretty sure he mentioned that this was the final EP in his, like, trilogy or whatever, so he's actually moving on to his debut album after this, which I'm excited for. Um, I feel like he might flourish in an album style more so than an EP, uh, but given that you guys don't really have too much more to say... Let's get on to the albums, and uh, as I had already kind of referenced, we have Grandson with his debut album, Death of an Optimist. I wanna be the change, I try to make my feelings vocal. He's in my head, he makes me sick, he makes me antisocial. I try to do my part, I fold, I sign all the petitions. Jake, so, I think you like this. Yeah! I, I don't think it's <laughs> any secret that Grandson is, like, one of my favorite artists ever. Um... I have enjoyed this man's material from the start. He has put out like maybe two bad songs ever. And this debut album is well, pretty much everything and anything I could have asked for from him, from a debut uh, album. I don't think it's his strongest material. My favorite songs of his are off of the Modern Tragedy EP series. But this song, or not the song, this album is incredible. It is one of the most well-crafted albums i heard all year um not just in terms of like the songs are enjoyable i think the story that this album is telling is one of the best just storytelling you get the idea um the creative concept of this album is it's the whole like uh optimist uh pessimist kind of vibe where it's like trying to be positive but you're you have all the negative thoughts in your mind. And I, I have talked it to death. Uh, I mentioned it when we talked about We Did It as a single back in November. But this entire album just takes that whole concept and expands upon it so much. Um, and I think that is... Uh, you, you see that the most clearly in the interlude to this album in the name of The Ballad of G&X, which is probably my favorite interlude of all time and is probably my second favorite song 
of the non-singles. So this came with uh, four singles, and then we got like five or six. Uh, actually, no, we got a lot. We got like seven or eight just songs on this album. And the interlude is the one that probably sticks out the most to me, which is not something you say every day. Um, the Ballad of G and X has this energy to it that I don't know how to describe it, but it's dark and it's raw, kind of. And I fucking love it. It's it's perfect to put right in the middle of the album. And I never expected to like an interlude as much as I liked the Ballad of G and X. Um, outside of that, there's a bunch of other amazing songs. In Over My Head is great. Left Behind is great. World War Three is probably the it, it is my favorite song on this album that is not a single. Um, it is. World War Three showcases the potential that Grandson has as an artist. He is able to do so many styles so well, and World War Three is just the perfect example of that. The way he's able to rap and make it sound so good, which is not something that he typically does in his music. Um, but he he just makes it work so well in World War Three. And... Uh, then you get to the end of the album, Pain Shopping, Drop Dead, Welcome to Paradise. I think the album ends on a little bit of a weaker note. But I still can't complain because I think they're all solid songs. Pain Shopping is probably the most underwhelming song on this album for me. It never really clicked for me. The idea behind that song is that we're all depressed because we can just get anything we want at the click of a button. We can just like go on Amazon, buy it now, it'll be here tomorrow. Um, and I appreciate the message, but the song has just not really clicked with me too much. Whereas pretty much everything else on this album has clicked with me to some degree. Um, uh, I'm curious to see if either of you two have anything to say on it before I uh, continue rambling on. I don't, but do you think we're... With, without going into the events that have happened in 2021 <laughs> so far, do you think we're going to get a new Grandson single in January? No. Okay. I <laughs> think... I feel we're definitely going to be getting more grandson material in 2021 oh, because yeah. the dude does not stop. He re he released an unreal amount of music. Like not only did he just release the Death of an Optimist album last year, he released the Lincoln Park cover of One Step Closer, which was my favorite cover of 2020. That's not something we talked about in our award show, but it was my favorite cover of 2020 like by far. He released an acoustic EP at the beginning of the year when COVID broke out with uh, a bunch of features on it. Um, he featured on like three other songs, if like maybe even four other songs. The dude was nonstop grinding out new material last year, and it, it's just unreal. And to do all of that, and then to release "Death of an Optimist" at the end of the year, just the cherry on top. Yeah, I, I don't much else to say. I, I don't find myself re-listening to much of this album, other than uh, oh god, what's it called? We did it. Ah, uh, yeah. Which. It's grown on me a little bit. <laughs> I like to see it. I like to see it. Um, we did it. As, I'd that's, say that's, how the se that's how the seed starts, Jake. <laughs> oh, no. I think, <laughs> I think We Did It is probably the heaviest song on this album, so it doesn't entirely surprise me that it's the one that's kind of stuck with you the most at this point. Um, but I think this album has something for everyone, I feel like. 
Uh, it, as I just mentioned, we did. It's probably the heaviest song. World War Three has the rap elements. It's probably going to uh, gear towards more of the hip hop audience that Grandson has built up. Dirty is probably the most radio ready song on this album. It's going to gear towards people that listen to pop. And there, there is so much variety and depth to this album that I think you can send this album to anyone and everyone is going to get something different out of it. And I just think that's a true testament to what grandson has created with this album. I think I'm yeah. about ready to move on. I, I think I've said enough. Um, actually, yeah, I, I would like want to mention more about in over my head and left behind, but I don't have too much more to say about them. They're both just really solid songs. So I, I yeah, I'm ready to move on. Uh, whether I want to or not at this point, because uh, <laughs> next up on our list of albums to talk about, we have Hollywood Undead with their new album, New Empire Volume 2. I just have a, a, a question. Do you, think, uh, <laughs> do you think we should mention why Derek or that Derek had to leave or not why but that he did. it's uh, 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 let's not worry about it I don't think yeah. it's really anyone's yeah. business yeah uh so Hollywood Undead New Empire Volume 2 I want to start by saying this is Volume 2 so is this better or worse than Volume 1 I don't know I didn't listen to it <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is so sad. I, so the thing with Hollywood Undead is they have like a sound that I recognize with them, and they're a band that people I know have listened to them for a while. But they have been um, for a while, so yeah, they, they have been for a while, and I, I've wanted to get into them, but I just haven't. I think it's hard to get into them with this album, in all honesty. Yeah, I think I've beaten this dead horse on this show, on this podcast, but I, I I like their old material much better than the new stuff they've been putting out. I think that Volume 1 was the better album, not by a lot. Uh, I think it had, of the material Hollywood Undead released in 2020... Volume 1 had the weakest, but it also had the strongest, whereas Volume 2 is kind of just underwhelming across the board for me, outside of, like, a couple songs where I think uh, Gonna Be Okay, which we talked about in November, was pretty solid. And then Idol, which we talked about way back, I don't even remember when, but Idol was kind of solid. And then the full album comes out, and it's like... There's really just not too much to offer. When when uh, Volume 1 came out, we had, uh, I think it was, which song featured Calvin Quinn? I think it was Second Chances or something like that. And, uh, um... Doesn't say on th Spotify. Yeah. Th there were, um, there were at least two songs from that, like, two or three songs that I actually, like, thoroughly enjoyed off of that one, whereas Volume 2 is just kind of underwhelming across the board, and the songs that I pick out as my favorites are just not great and songs that i don't revisit all too much i also feel like a part of me not appreciating this album as much is that it released coinciding with grandson which um definitely took away a lot of my time in early december to say the least <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah i they're hollywood undead are a band that 
I don't expect greatness from at this point. I just expect to get the occasional song that I can enjoy for a week or so, and then maybe revisit it every once in a while. Um, but I just expect to get like a couple of okay songs to get me through the week from this band, and I think Volume One did that better than Volume Two. There's not a whole lot worth going back to here, so. Let's move on to something that, Justin, you can actually talk about, shall we? Hey! <laughs> I like that. Let's talk about American Dream Machine and their debut album, Dead Hearts. I've been, like, just talking nonstop for, like, ten minutes now. So, I, I, please, I mean, it, please do it, your it, gushing. It, I need to drink some water and let my recover. <laughs> It, it was the order of things. It's fine. So, uh, American Dream Machines. This is a band I've uh, been listening to for a while. I uh, found them, I believe, through Still Breathing. I can't remember. Um, but heard it, they were putting out an album this year. It literally came out the day before we recorded the the awards podcast. So I had to... Uh, quickly listen to this quite a bit and i like it um it, it's it's hard rock um there's a there's a good mix of the kind of uh hard rock nature mixed in with uh rock and uh there's also like some harsher sides with like um back to life and dead have some uh yeah. harsher vocals into it um the one i really didn't put on my list was like seraphim that's it. Like everything else. Like I'm pretty sure I still Yeah, there's like four songs from this album I have on my playlist right now that I would just turn at any point just because I enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was surprised by this album. I was like pleasantly <laughs> surprised by it when I gave it a listen. Mind um, you, it's not it, it's nothing groundbreaking. It's not going it's not going to shake up the hard rock genre at all. No. Um But it's definitely the, like for a debut album, this is quality. This is a debut album. I don't even think they have. I think they. This yeah. This is literally their first material, in terms of like an album this or anything. It's pretty EP. impressive. It's very impressive. Um, I don't even know if they have a previous project before this. Yeah, I don't know. Um, me personally, I I enjoyed Bad News and Tomorrow quite a bit. Those are the two songs that probably stick out to me the most. Um, the one thing that I noticed about this band was that they know how to write a, co- a good chorus really well, um, especially mm-hmm. in the vein of Bad News. The chorus in that is super memorable, uh, in my opinion. Dead's is pretty good as well. Yeah, Dead where, hasn't where she... stuck to me too much, but yeah, I, I would agree with L- that. I like that repeating, like, dead, 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 yeah. dead. Mm-hmm. It gets stuck in your head. Dead, dead, it dead, does, dead. Yes. Um, Back to Life was also pretty solid. Um, in, in a similar vein, I thought that Seraphim was a little underwhelming. Um, I still added it to my playlist. I've revisited it a handful of times. Um, the, the two songs that I was just never really able to get into, though, were Virginia and Trapped Under You. Yeah, I see, I wasn't able to get into Virginia either, but Trapped Under You, I went back to probably latter half of December and found new appreciation for it. Um, I haven't gone back to it in the last week, but um, I have enjoyed it more. Um, I should also mention the singles for this album were Still Breathing, Dead, New Apocalypse, and Bad News. Mm-hmm. Bad News, their first ever song released under this project. 
So, you know, a, a strong showing yeah. for a new band. If you're that looking for just, like, some quality on. hard rock, that's what you're going to get out of American Dream Machine. Oh, yeah. You're not you're not going to get anything different. Like, I, I don't think there's a lot of different here to really shake up someone's playlist. But th- there's some really good catchy songs here with some good rhythms here and there. Um, if you like hard rock, you're definitely going to enjoy. You're not going to walk away thinking it was um, think your time was wasted or anything, but you're not going to get anything different. Yeah, I think but that, that just about wraps it up. Unless that's all I got. Comments, Jacob. You have any? Uh, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to listen to this one. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so this is probably this might be our shortest episode ever by the looks of it, <laughs> um, which I think is surprising because I think we have definitely talked about uh, months that were more underwhelming before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess. Um, there just there weren't as many singles. I guess that's a big part of it. Um, this had more songs than our November recap, and I'm pretty sure our recap, our November recap, hit almost like three hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have too much else to say about the whole month of December. There, there was a lot of good material to come out to close out 2020. Um, right. We might not have talked about it as long, but that does not mean the quality wasn't there. And I really want to uh, reiterate that for sure. And there's a lot of new coming. Like yeah, there's, there's already twenty twenty one for sure. Already twenty twenty one is looking off to a really good start. Yeah. Um so now that we're into the closing thoughts, uh just a friendly reminder, uh you can go follow us over at uh Highline Radio underscore on Instagram and Twitter, um, to get updates on uh this podcast here and uh when my radio show returns uh next month. Uh, in February at some point, most likely. So, that's yeah, that's, that's kind of about all I have to say, really. Uh, we also stream these on Twitch. That is true. Twitch.tv slash TobyCon with we'll an extra give, N on the we'll end. Give that a follow as well. Also, uh, a quick thank you to uh, those that have already watched the award shows. Those have sure. hit stupid numbers since we yeah, released them. Uh, we broke 100 views in three days on the top 10 albums episode so shout outs to everyone that gave that a chance i, I don't know if many people are going to make it this far into this episode to be honest but um i, I do want to oh. make it known that like those numbers were crazy to see how fast it was like getting views and stuff like that and if you those award just... shows are our best episodes too yeah <laughs> yeah it's because there's a instead of just talking about uh, you know what happened in the month, we're actually talking about stuff you know we find interesting and mm-hmm. you know breaking down uh, just a lot of you know oh, what the we best enjoyed. of the year. It's the best of the year, so we're it is the best of the year. And if you stick around with us after that, I'm I'm sure you'll continue to enjoy us. Yeah, we like to think we're fun and funny sometimes. We least. we try sometimes <laughs> it falls flat, yeah. like almost half of our transitions. <laughs> But that's where the comedy is, though. Man, I really do love comedy. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's going to close it out for this one, though. Yeah, um, definitely a shorter episode. Um, hope you enjoyed. Hope you uh, stick around for more. Uh, January's looking to be quite the month to start off the year 2021. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you uh, in our 2021 recaps. This is the final 2020 recap. 
better things are ahead for us. Finally over. <laughs> well, I, you know, Jake, I'd like to think that. <laughs> I, th- is I it, really is would. It, is it 2021 or is it just 2020.2? I, I, I yeah, really this is... hope that <laughs> this is just how the 2020s are just going to be. It's just, <laughs> it's just do-overs of 2020 yeah. at this point. We're, we're into like day 370, 380 of 2020 at this point. Oh my god, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's going to about sum it up for this episode. Have a good one, guys. Yep.